From corporate musicians, artists, acrobats, athletes, and so much more, there is so many different existing realities out there, some that we can't even imagine. Here, you get to tune into some of them and get inspired by Stories Unfolded. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where in the world you're located. These last few weeks, I had the pleasure to spend some time with my two sisters, which is something, it's a rare occasion, because one of them lives here in Brazil, where we're currently located. The other one lives in Australia, and I am normally somewhere in between in Europe, but sometimes here in Brazil, sometimes there in Australia, although I haven't been there for a while. But it has been a long time since we haven't been all together in the same place. So I wanted to use this opportunity to invite both of them to the podcast because they have very interesting stories, very interesting um, lifestyles currently, uh, very different from each other, but very, very interesting. And I get inspired by them often, very often. So, I mean, they're not going to be together in this episode, but we're going to do one episode with Kalina, which is the middle one, and one episode with Sibyl, the older one, so you can get, have a little bit of a glimpse into their lives into their lifestyles and yeah so I'm very excited to start off with Karina and she's an artist but we're gonna go more into it during the conversation it's a conversation packed with a lot of information philosophy and a lot of things to think about uh, about life in general so I hope you enjoy the talk and let's dive into it So we're going to do a little bit of an intervention. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. This is a, a podcast, an episode, a bit different, because we have Kalina in person. Oh, hello. Hi. Oh, yeah, I'm here, right, <laughs> right next to Maya. <laughs> and normally I do this via Zoom, so it's a bit different for me to have it in person. But we will try this. It's good to be here with you. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for the invitation. I'm excited to talk a bit about... I have no idea what, but let's talk about it. I'm open. We're going to talk about you. We're going we're gonna to talk about your right. life and, yeah, just see how, how it goes. I did a little bit of an introduction of who you are, so people know that you're actually my sister. Great. There's another sister, but you're the middle one. And I'm just going to start with some icebreakers because we're going to go dive into your story soon. So I'm just going to start with some icebreakers. You can just answer whatever comes into your mind. Okay, that's a bit dangerous, but I'll try. Okay. <laughs> See what comes out of it. First of all, it's really easy, the first question. Uh, so people can place you in the world map. Where are we currently located? In Sao Paulo, Brazil. And our parents' dining table. Yeah, because we're both nomads, but we're going to come into yeah. that eventually. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite morning routine? I like waking up early, actually. Um, seeing the sunrise is always a good thing when I'm close to nature, which is more often right now because I'm a nomad. Um, I like to do an early exercise, also different kinds of movements, could be swimming, could be running, could be some weights, and then I do a bit of a meditation afterwards, and then I have a nice easy breakfast where I have my kind of morning routine and time for myself. I like calm and slow mornings before I start working. Sounds perfect. Sounds like my favorite morning routines as well. <laughs> Um, what will one always find in your fridge if you had one? Because <laughs> you currently don't have one. Currently, my fridge lies or lives inside a, a storage room, but and I don't have a fridge. But usually, something you will always find fresh fruits and vegetables and eggs. That's always a must in my fridge. Cool. If you could choose a superpower, what would it be? Teletransportation. Where would you teletransport now? Right now, I'm happy to be here at this moment on this talk. But maybe when we finish, I could go to Africa or Asia or a nice beach. It's kind of raining cold outside. You so just said just like anywhere in the world, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. That's the beauty about child transportation. You just like do, and then you go. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. So people know, maybe understand, start understanding a little bit more about you. 
if I would be meeting you for the first time, how would you describe yourself? I'm an artist. I live from my art. And I also... Oh, that's hard in, in English because I'm usually really, really used to do this pitch in Portuguese and right now my brain is like, fuck, how do you see this word in English? Well, But it's okay. a good training because if we're going to travel transport to Africa or yeah, to Asia, you should have, have to train that. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta have that on my mind. I'm gonna, okay, let's start again. So, I'm a, a plural artist. I like many expressions of art and I live from that. So, I, I sell my art, I expose my art and I always say that my identity is my function somehow so it's all about who I am what I express and how I see the world and I express that in different forms of art uh, but also I have a podcast and I call myself a provocateur maybe or something in that line of the self-knowledge and that's something that is always connected to what I express in voice in a podcast or videos or talks or in my art Okay, that, okay. that sound good? Yeah, okay. it sounded good, but we're gonna come back to all of that okay. soon. I'm an artist, live yeah. artist. Okay, <laughs> so I, I'm gonna actually, that would have been my second question, but since you kind of went into it already, um, I can imagine that someone following a corporate career, I mean, I know you, so I know everything that, what that means, at least most of it. <laughs> um, could you go a bit deeper on what it all means precisely? Yes. So if you'd say, okay, what does it mean to be an artist or what do you express um, in a product or in a service? Maybe that will be a bit more reachable for people. So I mainly have a career in art for about 10 years now. And I usually used to paint, do murals, so paint big murals and canvases and illustrations that have different products and services around my art. But I also write, and I also realize that my voice, my communication is my art. So during my whole, my whole, this time of my career, this slot of my career, I understood that it is an expression of myself, because I always see art as an expression of your intimacy. An artist actually Uh, is a brave person who exposes them, who expose themselves through their identity. So when you express something through art, you're expressing who you are, your emotions, a moment of your life, or a research area that really interests you. So it's almost like a consequence of consequence of your lifestyle, I would say. So that's mm -hmm. how it went for me. So when people say, what inspires you? What do we express? How do you do art? And I say, everything inspires me. I live my life and that becomes my art. And I sell that, basically. And I use my business kind of view or my... I'm an entrepreneur and I sell art. And I also uh, use my voice as an expression. So I have a podcast, I sell contents, workshops, um, I do talks. I'm writing a book right now. So, I mean, art is everything. Mm -hmm. uh, and usually people think of art as a luxury or something that you don't do have a career around it but I would say I'm an entrepreneur and I use my voice my, my, my expression and I turn it into services and products that's amazing that's uh yeah that's I think that goes directly to the point so that people a bit understand how to put a price tag in that right because one thing is saying you're an artist but what, what do you sell right like what what is your product or service or how do you pay your bread in your home if you have one yeah and that's <laughs> always uh i mean if i may say it's always a, a hard thing for artists and for the public to understand it is very subjective because i am selling a subjective value which is my value which is the value of my expression or the value of what i how i translate the world So it's the price for a translation. <laughs> I could be a translator. Yeah, that you could that's, put that into your bio as well. Yes, that, that I'm a translator of the world. <laughs> that's, I like that. Yeah. That's a good, Something to, a good yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, so it's a good thing to think about. <laughs> so you've talked a few times now that you define yourself as an artist, a multidisciplinary artist in various ways, be it speaking, being doing morals, being uh, writing a lot of different medias that you use to express your art. I know that this was not always the case. Can you give a bit of a background story? I mean, I know this, but I want people to understand how you actually came to this moment to talk about it so comfortably, to embrace that you're an artist. 
And when was that? When did you actually start calling yourself an artist? Like, can you tell us a little bit about this transition, the story you mentioned it was 10 years ago, but just like kind of a brief summary of how it all happened? I think that's a good definition. I mean, I was born an artist and I believe that everyone is actually an artist. If you see art as an expression or your capabilities or your talents or something that you're really good at, that could be your art. So actually, I now, when I look back, I'd say I was born an artist. I just didn't know that or I for forgot or I had to learn how to be an artist again. Because I think as children, um, we are all creative. We always have something to express and we have that in a very pure and unique way. And we unlearn that because of society, because of education, because of pressure you have to choose a career you can't be a rock star you can't be an astronaut you can't be uh and we believe that so i think i believe that and i unlearned to be an artist but i always had that in myself so i grew up with creativity we grew up where our creativity was challenged uh, we had to use our creativity so it was always a tool and when i had to choose a career i actually uh, chose architecture because i saw it as a more of a plausible career or something that is more realistic somehow because like it's more fitting to the fitting to, to the models the general societal norms of career exactly exactly okay. because and also I had that belief limiting belief that art couldn't be a career and I guess how I grew up or the expectations that I believed also from my surroundings made me believe that this would be a better career for me. Mm. Although if you think about it, like architecture isn't like being an engineer or a doctor, if you, if you start like comparing. So it was always kind of, there was the, always the creativity, but I saw like, okay, I can, I can connect here a few of my interests because I love physics, mathem mathematics. I have a very logical side too. So I said, okay, this might be a common ground and I'll do that. And I actually loved it. And I graduated from it. I worked uh, as an architect for many years. I actually worked during university. So we have a model in Brazil. I, use, I studied in Brazil that you can actually work during study so I started working really early uh, graduated continued working as an architect but I always had this creative side which is which was really strong and um, eventually I actually worked for a Swiss company as an architect and I was sent away because I was that doesn't have to be I was a good employee but I mean some things ego-wise happened but it could be I could say it was a calling of the universe to like look at the other possibilities so I actually opened my own studio with a partner who was from Belgium uh, and we had like great plans and everything but his wife a few months afterwards she was pregnant and he said I have to earn money we have to work for money we have to work for money so we started working for big um, offices architecture studios for the money so doing very technical and very like really like technical stuff not the stuff you actually not the like creative and I actually thought okay I need creativity in my life like this isn't working so as an escape I started painting more and I started uh, and, and painting the, the rooms in the house as well in the apartment of my parents exactly parents. <laughs> I used to live with my parents and I said to my mom and dad like look I have this thing uh, and actually since I kid I painted it was kind of my therapy when I used to uh, fight with Maya, with my sister, the other sister, with my parents. I would lock myself in my room and I would paint. This was a way of expressing my emotions. I couldn't put them in words, so I put them in painting. And it was a channelizing, like my own meditation, my own therapy. So at this moment, it was really hard for me because I was kind of, I wasn't happy with architecture. I wasn't happy with the model. And I found in art this way of channelizing my unhappiness um, but it came to a moment that I woke up in the morning and I was like okay so what do I want more go paint a wall from a friend which I'm not like really earning any money or going to my own architecture studio mm. and I was like okay there's something wrong here like both are mine and why do I want to actually go painting and I don't want to go to my studio I can get goosebumps with that because but I put it on my balance uh, on a like on a on a scale and I was like these are my two realities right now and what moves me most 
what is my real passion? Why do I have to actually keep going to something that I'm building, but I'm not really happy about it? You created kind of two parallel lives. And then at some point you had to decide where you're going to put your energy. Exactly. Exactly. And as I could take both, but like, what do I really want? (laughs) Um, And it was... There's a joke with that. Yeah, yeah, there's a joke with that. Like, what do you really want? There's like a few movies that talk about that. And I actually did this questioning to myself and I talk about it very calmly now, but it was actually a very stressful time, very emotional. It even impacted my health. I had like a big uh, inflammation in my stomach and intestines, all emotional, uh, because I wasn't really allowing myself to say it out loud. I am an artist. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of also a start to work on my self-knowledge, because I said, if I want to be an artist, I have to build up my security. I have to know who I am. I, I need to get to know my own creative process. I... So yeah, because you're going to, I mean, you have to start selling yourself. Right? Exactly. Exactly. And I saw myself on that point as an entrepreneur, I was already on my architecture studio, but this was much more personal. So if I'm selling an art piece, what does it mean? Where does it come from? What is its value? Like, and I also saw that I would have to build a brand for myself. Like I am personal brand. So who am I as an artist? And then comes the question, you look at yourself in the mirror and who am I and what am I doing with my life? Questions of the philosophy existence, of existence. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I always love philosophy. Who am I? What do I want? What exactly. am I doing in this world? Yeah. And I had a breakthrough um, and I realized how hard it was to actually say out loud that I am an artist because I was filled with limiting beliefs that that wouldn't be possible. What does it mean? My dad paid for a university and now I want to be an artist. And I, myself and the society puts this label on like, it's impossible to live from your art, especially in Brazil. I heard that a lot. Uh, So I had to go against or understand that I had limiting beliefs, get them off of me and also go against the system. Uh, so it was a big choice and step. Um, and really, I say it in Portuguese, we say, eu me assumi artista, which is basically I came out of the box. I came out and said, I'm an artist. Now I am an artist. And that had to come from me. And that was like a life changing checkpoint moment in my life because it, it was a big change. Yeah. And I mean, I think one of the things that you said throughout, it, it's also not something that happened from one day to the other. No. It's a process. It's a process. Until you can actually embrace that and put on your LinkedIn or on your Instagram or whatever. I'm an artist now. Yeah. yeah. But it's not now, right? Yeah. Like you, as you said, you're always an artist. But. Uh, yeah. But it's really about really breaking through beliefs. Um, and I always say you are an artist when you go to a doctor and you have to fill that form which says, what's your name, your age, and your profession and our profession as a, a box kind of society we always say that what we studied and the day that i put artists i was like yeah man good job you you go girl you know <laughs> <laughs> and, and it must have been I, I wonder how did people react to that like if you if you you know you have to fill in those forms and then they said profession and then you put artists did someone ever ask, like, said something or asked something or said, like, this is actually not a job or I don't know. Did I've heard a lot of things. Yeah. Like, what does it mean? But artist of what? And I said, yeah, I could go on and on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> uh, but are you really interested or like, are you just defying me or like, <laughs> but did you study art? No. So how are you an artist? I mean, you are an artist. I'm an artist. We can just call ourselves artists. And that's the beauty of it. But it's really hard too. So it's really a step of pursuing a past a passion or really like seeing that this is what my heart wants and and the rest I'll just figure it out um so yes I I had to have and still have a lot of conversations which people still think or 10 years later uh, judge me or think that I'm doing art to I don't know show off or to uh, whatever so uh, it's constant, but nowadays I just fill up like a big smile and I say, yeah, I'm an artist. But at that point it was really, really hard and it was really an emotional break. 
uh, like my body was screaming and I listened to it and I said, okay, this is going to get me sick if I don't do that. Mm -hmm. So it was really like a whole body, soul, kind of like, this is your path, just go for it and surrender, but also work for it. Mm -hmm. It's also really many artists believe that like you have it or people believe that's actually even more. You have a talent, it's easy for you. You were born with the talent. And I was like, yeah, yeah, maybe. But like, if I don't use it or wake up every day and put it to work, like, what does a talent really yeah, mean? If you, and, and as you're saying, right, like you have to sell your identity if you don't sell it. I mean, how many artists do you know that have amazing work and they're just in a cupboard somewhere yeah. in the house. You don't know, because you don't hear it. about exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, but I mean, you know, because you've been working with artists yeah. in the last few years and you've been helping them in this journey of actually calling themselves an artist and everything. So I'm sure you've seen a lot of artists that have been hiding a lot of art because they don't, they feel the pressure and they don't want to show it. So if you don't actually work for it, if you don't expose it, if you don't talk about it, I always say that um, even in the marketing jobs as well, like for, for hotels, if you don't talk about it, no one's going to know about it. Exactly. Exactly. And who, and, and you can't expect people to talk about your art if you can't talk about it. Yeah. Like, cause you're the owner of it. You know where it comes from. So that's where the self-knowledge comes in. Uh, because when you, you say you're an artist and you have to put yourself out there because it's about that. I always say, uh, when you say you're an artist and you start selling your art, it's, pretty much the same as walking naked on the street because you have to confront judgments, your own judgments and from others, your fear of um, approval, of being liked or not being liked, uh, of your value or putting a value, building a value, expressing, creating and selling, being mar working on marketing and negotiating and, and you're like a all man, all jobs woman, like <laughs> you do everything and you you serve coffee and you clean your floor and you have to create and i even say like creating is the is the smallest part of your day in the end so people underestimate the work that goes on top of a talent or developing a talent or training like i mean how many lines did i do and people say whoa you do this line on the wall it's like you were born with that talent i say do you know how many lines i painted to like got to that movement so it works like that yeah. that's like if if i have a talent is determination or yeah, discipline yeah. yeah and then that's the thing right people don't see everything that you went through to actually come to this this moment um, yeah. i mean you you have the good story about we always talk about about the napkin of picasso you want to share that story that's a good story <laughs> yeah um well so i i don't know all the details of the story and there are many ways of telling this story but basically it's um picasso is you know picasso right so picasso <laughs> yes the artist you you've heard about him he did a good marketing uh as a life or dead or I don't know but was he famous while he was alive and not so much not so much and he actually struggled a lot uh -huh. um, so yeah that's uh, also another topic a lot of artists just get known after their death yeah, which is a I bit hope sad I that doesn't happen to me no you're maybe, already famous maybe so you'll profit not... from it <laughs> maybe <Aww>. you'll profit <laughs> no no, no, she's already just like a PS. She's already quite famous in Brazil. She has a strong name around here, so she's definitely not not a failure while living. She's definitely yeah. a success while I'm living. But anyway, Picasso was sitting on a coffee, uh, like a coffee place, and he was just like drawing on a napkin because we do that. Artists don't rest. We don't have vacation. We're always creating. So you're like having a coffee and you're like doing just some lines on a napkin. And the woman, there was a woman in the coffee place and she spotted and she recognized Picasso and she was like, oh, that's Picasso. So he was like, he left the coffee place, he put the napkin into his pocket and he left the coffee place and the woman went after him. So she stopped him on the street and says, hey, Picasso, I'm a huge fan, pretty much something like that at the time. Um, I saw you painting on a napkin. Can I have the napkin? And he was like, oh, this napkin? Yes, this napkin. Um, I would really like to keep it because I'm a huge fan. And he looked at the napkin and said, okay, it's a million dollars. And the woman said, but what? A million dollars? Are you crazy? You just did that like in five seconds sitting on a coffee shop. I saw that. And he was like, yeah, that's not just five seconds. That's like 30 years of a career. So for me to do that, that's a million dollars. Do you want it or not? 
It's so interesting. It goes back to what you said about the subjective, right? And it's also why, I mean, a bit maybe going a bit off track, but it just came into my mind that might be an interesting input for other artists or creatives that putting the value, a lot of people still put the value on the hours worked, but that's what you said, right? Like you can't count, you have one person that has 30 years of experience and can do the job in two minutes and someone that doesn't, but does the job for five hours and the person that does it for five hours will earn more than the person that does five minutes. Like that's completely insane. <laughs> yeah. I was always like in architecture, when you're starting, they usually pay you for like that. And I was always really pissed about it. And I always confronted my bosses and I was like, the job, I'm really focused. I'm doing things in like half an hour while they're like, just strolling with time, playing with times and then doing it four hours and getting paid more, but I'm working more. So like, really, yes. where's the productivity here? So that's exactly what, what happens. And I mean, people just see it from the outside. Like you said, they don't see the work that is being done besides a painting um, on a wall in a museum. There's a history, there's a human being behind it. There's a human being afraid of being judged. There's a, an insecure human being. There's a human being uh, being really brave and putting himself out there, uh, pursuing a passion inside a society where that is still not something really valued or or not considered a career and when you say artist people still laugh at you so and, but you are the first and I always say like a, I tell a story that I think also illustrates that very well people say art is a luxury right not everyone can buy art is a very elite uh, kind of thing when you talk about paintings or stuff like that but if you say we're surrounded by art all the time and art touches us and it gets us emotional and it gives us uh, eureka moments and it um it's part of the it's a part of our daily life and i say it's a luxury until you have a heart broken mm-hmm. and then you listen to a music and this music is like your lifesaver because you have a life a heartbreak mm-hmm. and i say is art really a luxury isn't it for all or doesn't it save you or touches you all the time so it's, like it's uh, taken for taken for granted right exactly like, and also this the certain nation of what is actually art like some people might see art only as as you said a painting in the louvre or such something like that but the music that you hear every day there's actually a band behind there's the same process that you said but we take it for granted we don't give that much value to the little thing i'm putting in in quotes little things because they're not little yeah Um, when you sit on your sofa and watch a a netflix movie or you sit for the whole weekend watching a a series that's so much work behind yeah that's so much work behind it there's people writing it and actors and filming and photographs and a direction of art i mean that's everything is art and we just uh, don't take it seriously as, a, seriously as a career but if we look at it we're surrounded by it and we can't yeah, live without it yeah and I think that people that can actually live from it is what you said are the people that are willing to go through the hustle I'm going to call it now and position themselves and actually put a price tag to that which is really hard because a lot of people don't see the value of it exactly. but the people that there are also a lot of people that put value on exactly. it. So. <laughs> exactly. It's about perspectives. Where are you putting your energy or your fears? Like, are you are you afraid of people not liking it? But then when you hide yourself, you're not giving the possibility for people to like you. Hmm. So yeah, because you're not showing, you're not you. even showing and, yourself. Yeah. There's the and, you can, and you can change a day. And you can touch people through your art in a way that there's hardly something that has the same power. Yeah, and some people will relate to it, and some people might not, but that's with everything. Right? Exactly. Like, some people like spinach and some like broccoli. It's like you can't have it some all. Some don't like any of them. So there's people and people, but we're like 8 billion people. Someone will like your art. Someone will not yes. necessarily connect. Yeah, and, and it's also not only about the art, but the artist behind it. Mm, so that's about the, the story. Who's the person? What's the emotion behind it? Mm. And then that's like this exchange where... The person that looks at the art or, or buys the art or consumes the art and the artist they communicate beyond the art itself mm-hmm. so i always say like that's why i say my art is a consequence of who i am and the way i see life mm-hmm. so it's just it's just a byproduct almost of how i translate the world 
I think that's a good kind of trigger for the next question. You've mentioned already before that, you know, creativity is there all the time and that actually your life is your job. What, how do you see the term work-life balance? Does that, how does that have an influence in your, in your routine, in your day? Because, I mean, as I, I can imagine that people having a nine-to-five, Monday-to-Friday job, it's hard to know how, how is it to live as an artist? Like, what does that mean? And is there even a work-life balance or does that not even exist? It's just different. I say my work is my life and my life is my work, really. So the normal normative thing way of thinking of like this separation of what is a personal life and what is a job doesn't apply to me and in that way I had to learn also that a moment of silence of contemplation of self-care is as much as work as hustling Mm -hmm. because an artist needs silence and rest to create and if I'm not rested How can I create? And creating is my job. So everything is interconnected and there's no separation. And that, of course, if you say that in a conceptual way, it's very romantic. But in the daily day life, there has to be a lot of discipline Mm -hmm. because you have to show up every day to work. Yeah, and you can get easily also caught up in a lot of work. Exactly. And don't get that worst time because you put so much pressure on yourself. I mean, we've talked about this a lot yeah. of times. Yeah, and there's all the sides of a story. Like you, you, put, you, you have a lot of pressure because your income depends on something that you express on yourself. Sorry, on your levels of inspiration and creativity. On the products you're... On the products that I'm selling or how I'm selling it or how am I positioning myself on the market or how am I... Whatever. So everything that an entrepreneur or brand, if you think about a, I don't know, soap brand, it's pretty much the same. You have to do a product and market it and create it and put it on a benchmarking and blah. So it's pretty much the same. But you're talking about a human being and a human being who creates and then you have to understand your creative process. So there's a lot of this, I always say diving in and diving out and and like taking care of yourself and also putting yourself in the market and doing the business part. So everything is interconnected and there has to be discipline because there's also a belief between artists like, or even people that look at artists and say, oh, they're bohemian people and they, inspiration hits there. Exactly. Just waiting for her. (laughs) They just sit there with their glass of wine and inspiration hits them and they create the masterpiece. They have a eureka moment and then they... (laughs) And then they're trillionaires. No, it doesn't happen like that. You have to train a lot, a lot of paintings, a lot of things that you create, you don't show anyone. You're just getting to know yourself. You're getting to know your processes. So... There's a lot of work that is not seen uh, or not even appreciated, as we said, as a value. But it is also challenging because of that. You have to have a lot of discipline. It is easily mixed. Like they say, how can you, do you have vacation? And I said, okay, vacation is actually really hard because for an artist, because if you think that an artist needs silence and contemplation to create because creativity happens when you connect new things and when you give space for new connections so actually when i go to vacation in your way of thinking about vacation i'm actually working more (laughs) because that's where i'm like whoa i'm so inspired i need to do stuff and there's time for doing stuff and oh my god and that's where i work most so it's really you just break all the normative concepts of like what is work what is life what, what is, is work what is life what is, what is a monday what, what is, is a sunday what is a wednesday what is a holiday today is a holiday we're recording this and we're working and tomorrow i can rest but there comes the discipline mm-hmm. and the discipline is something really hard for artists but i think it's what saves me or maybe it's part of my successful toolbox right now <laughs> is the discipline creative discipline yeah, yeah and also that understanding how your mind works, how your body works. I mean, we've talked about it also this week. Like, if you're tired and it's it's a Monday afternoon, it's okay that you just go and watch a movie. But it's so... You feel bad sometimes of doing that because it's a Monday afternoon and everyone is working and you're actually watching a movie. But that should be normalized, right? Because maybe 
I mean, we, we also talk a lot about that. On a Sunday, we work much better. So why not working on a Sunday and resting on Monday? Exactly. So you just have to, I say, I live in a parallel universe, <laughs> as most of people, but it's fine. And you just learn to navigate that. But also, one of the questions many artists like ask me also is, and maybe that's relevant to bring it to this conversation is, okay, but how do you stop yourself from working? Mm-hmm. Or how do you um, develop your own projects or not based only on clients or, or things like that, or even a rest time or sports time or eating well time? And I say, my moment of silent in contemplation is as important as a client or a due date. Mm-hmm. So it has a space in my calendar. Yeah. As a client has a calendar, my own time and my creative process or my experimentation time, because we have to experiment, we have to test. Creativity is an ongoing tool that you develop. Yeah, it's shifting it's the mindset, right? Like shifting the mindset and, and seeing that as a priority, as a, as you said, as a client, as an important meeting. Um, I mean, your rest time is a meeting with yourself. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> or doing a massage or, or eating well or having a time to cook for myself or even exercising is also a way of channelizing things or opening. It's an active meditation kind of thing for me. So... You start connecting and seeing this whole system that you are a system and everything that you do has a direct impact, yes, in your creativity and your income. Mm. Yeah. So you start balancing all these you the more the income you have. <laughs> exactly. And then we go, if we go into a spiritual side also that I do have, is like if you're vibrating high on your health, on your energy levels, that's when you create better and that's when you attract things that are much better for you when you stay on your path of passion and like things just flowing. Yeah, it's, it's super, I mean, uh, some people might relate to this, but it's kind of that, kind of the positive vortex, right? Like when your positive things start coming out, like I always also use this example, when you're in a really good day, especially in Switzerland, in Brazil, it's a bit different, but if you're in a really good day, everyone seems to be smiling to you. Exactly. And every, the whole world seems beautiful. When you're in a shitty mood, everything is shitty. Your Nothing bike works breaks. Exactly. <laughs> your knee on the on the on your bed your chair or whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. So yeah. it's really about a perspective and mind constant mindset, a constant reminder, and that's where self knowledge is so important for an artist. So another good trigger for the next question. <laughs> um, I mean the last six months you've been going through a lot of changing changes. Becoming a nomad, welcome to the club, as we said in the beginning. (laughs) Uh, You've been changing the focus of your art and you also rebranded your podcast to call it uh, Dive in Yourself. I mean, as we said, it all, I mean, you told your story and this clearly is not the first time that you've been through a massive change. But do you mind sharing a bit how this journey has been for for you, like of diving within yourself and I know this is something that hasn't been happening only in the last six months it's a process of many years but I feel like in the last six months as you've renamed your podcast it has been an even deeper dive into yourself yeah I think um that's what I said when I did like this out of the box moment of I'm an artist like yes this is what I'm gonna do there's a whole building and getting to know yourself. So I always understood that self-knowledge was important. But I'm a kind of a person who uh, experiments a lot. So if you ask me what I did the last 10 years, I could write a book about it, probably. Maybe I should. <laughs> uh, you are writing so, a book. Yeah. <laughs> actually, more, yeah, yeah. I'm writing a book actually about these past six months, pretty much. But um, I think it comes to a point that uh, when you start to dive into yourself, it's a lifelong process. But there are moments that you have bigger checkpoints, bigger turning pages, milestones, milestones or when you get more comfortable with who you are and what you're doing, because it has to do about that also, like the last 10 years, I was getting to know a lot of things of my business. Who am I? What is my art? What is my process? There was a lot of experimentation. And I think um, last year was kind of a checkpoint in that milestone in that matter, 
where I understood a lot about my art or I connected all the parts that I was doing. So before I did workshops and things uh, really with the public for artists, like helping other artists to, to sell their art, to become artists. But in this process of doing, and that's where I say that I'm, I'm a person, that, a doer, really, uh, I don't theorize, theorize? I don't work on theories only. I'm a very philosoph <laughs> philosophical person. I think a lot about many things. But I don't stay in the thinking plan. Mm. I work on it. So when I have... Just do it. I just it. do it. Yeah, <laughs> totally like rock and roll fire. Just go for it. Um, when I have an idea, of course, I balance it out and I do it. And by doing it, I believe that when you act, you also have the feeling of does this work for you is it aligned with who you are is it aligned with what you want um so having a passion is not only about following your heart all the time but like where do i want to get what do i want to do what do i want to the big picture reach yeah so you have to have these visions and when you start acting you kind of also start feeling what makes sense and what not so i think my last years, uh, also during the pandemic, I did a lot of tests with workshops and the podcast came out during the pandemic, also as a pretext of a voice that I heard and my intuition that said, like, you have to start talking because I was like really reserved. And I started like from where I had the tools, like talking to artists, helping artists. And that's where I started from. But by doing it, I started also diving into myself much more and finding things that I still needed to heal or process or even get much better at my art and I started really studying my whole process, creative process. So actually by trying to help others, you are actually also helping yourself. Yeah, and that's pretty much what happens when we teach others, we learn when we're open to that and when we learn, we teach and there's always like this uh, thing of the master and the mastery or the mentor and the mentoree actually there's no separation we're both always exchanging both. and learning yeah. Yeah. so I realized that the past years by teaching more and talking more and I also looked at my art because I said if everything that I'm doing as an expression a voice as in a podcast or a talk or a workshop or my art they're coming from the same place which is me. So there is a common factor. <laughs> oh, hello. Hi. I'm this person who does a lot of things and I have a lot of projects, but everything is coming from me. So what is this place? Who am I? Who am I again? That question like 10 years ago, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I think the past like six months could be a who am I moment again, which what is daily, I but like my, what? Yeah. <laughs> which is daily, but it comes to the point where, where I look back and I said, okay, so. I experimented a lot. I did a lot. Where is my art now? What is my art now? Where do I want to go right, right now? And I found a place of when expressing my art in key points of my life, when I am going through it, and then I go back to my childhood, when I see that art was a way of expressing what I couldn't put into words. And I started to see a pattern in my art Every time I was going through a key point of personal life, emotional life, um, professional life, when I sit it in my calendar box where it said experimentation, just creating for fun, like there's no client, just go create. The theme that would come is human figures. I'm not going to say female or male. It's just human figures falling into the void or diving into voids. And then I started studying and researching this, like, why do I always go into that? And I, again, 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 a year and then another year and in another form. And if I go back to 10 years, I was doing that since the beginning, but I didn't see the pattern. So I took the time to look at it. And I saw that it was exactly in turning points. I was diving within personal things of my life were influencing my art and that those were the arts that touched most of the people Interesting. so it was really a self that's also self-knowledge analytical part uh, of myself and my creative process so I started seeing this pattern and it was developing and last year I actually really have a had a big dive and I, I will tell you a bit about that 
But um, I realized I was kind of hitting this milestone also in my self-knowledge, which is a turning point into spirituality and healing of old traumas, of abuses and rape and things that I was hiding in my subconscious for many years. And when I decided to open up to that or started to ask questions about it, I started going out of the painting and working with 3D models. Mm with 3D printing. So the whole thing cut, like beca- became real. I could actually touch my diving, you know? <laughs> and then at the same time, I was talking to artists and on my podcast and I was like, okay. And then I started receiving the feedback of people, but I'm a doctor and I'm a lawyer and what you're saying really touches me. And I'm like, okay, maybe I'm not talking to artists. Maybe we're all artists. Wait, but if I'm talking about diving in my art, am I actually not talking about it ever? in all my friends about that talking about life in general I'm talking about life and I'm talking Mm -hmm. about human beings being artists of their lives Mm -hmm. that we actually have the power to create our reality to the power to create our days the power to manifest our uh, reality and like Maya said every day is a blank page every day is a blank canvas every day is a blank sheet it's of paper opportunity. that you it's can write your story yeah exactly you can choose however you're gonna start mm-hmm. writing as of today exactly yeah. and if you use and if you dive into yourself and you understand what you're capable of what are your strong points what are your weak points mm-hmm. that doesn't make you weak that makes you whole that makes you stronger actually <laughs> makes you stronger. being vulnerable expressing yourself communicating yourself understanding that you're a learning process you're always learning you're always evolving you're gonna make mistakes today uh, but tomorrow you'll be better and you'll make other mistakes and then you'll learn something new and then kind of in this process of diving into myself and looking at a, a lot of relationship issues that I had of traumas I also went through relationships through family and especially to the relationship with myself mm-hmm. which is the most important and to the realization that diving into myself is where I actually find my own voice my intuition my expression which is my art like you have yours you who are hearing that also and that we have the power and maybe the responsibility of expressing that to the world and then I go back to the beginning and I say my identity is my function my identity is my art and so is yours no it's super and I think it's also interesting the things that you said of you started doing something actually for your job, uh, for your art, and, and I'll call it job, but it's not really your work. I'll call it work. You started doing for your work, but then actually this product of your work actually started taking an effect on you to actually start healing your personal issues, which in turn also makes your work even better because so it's kind of it's interesting this inter interlink um and i also something that came into my mind we recently watched together the conductor and where they say exactly that like art needs emotion art without an emotion is just it's nothing i mean it doesn't it's have a product. yeah it's like a, it's a, a emotionless a soulless <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a soul exactly <laughs> Um, so it's interesting to see how every, the whole talk that we've been talking uh, until now, how strongly interlinked everything is and how important uh, your art and your work is for yourself as a person and how you as a person are so you're so important for your work and your art. So like it's you're just like jumping back and forth and one is healing and getting better through the other one, which is super interesting. Yeah, right? yeah, that's what I always say. I'm all, I'm constantly and daily diving in and out. Mm. Yeah, because exactly. it's getting to know myself. It's developing myself. It's healing. Um, is evolving. It's making mistakes and being vulnerable and crying and being hurt, mm. but also with the consciousness that I have in my hands or in my being and everyone, I think everyone has that and everyone is an artist in that way. Um, You have ways of expressing, of touching and of inspiring people uh, to connect to their voices. And in the end, we're talking about each individual. We were also talked about occupying their own space. If we think that 
I have a space to occupy, like the physical space that you're, maybe you're just listening to me, maybe you're looking at me, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I have this physical space, which I occupy, and Maya is sitting next to me, and she has her physical space, and even when we're not in this, um, if we die, if I leave this world, nobody will get to occupy this space, which I am right now. So if I see it like that and I see this occupying of this space as my art, you have your art, you have your space. And we can both uh, multiply, like add up and multiply and be more if each, of, each one of us occupies its space. And we, if we don't do that, we're actually underusing our space. And if we, if we try to pop the other bubbles, we're also not occupying our space. We're trying to occupy someone Invade else's space. Someone else's space. Invade. Yeah. And when, you, when I learned that about myself, I said, okay, there's no competition. There's no comparison. So if I am my own work of art and what I do, the, all, everything that I do has an impact in other spaces be- um, around me, I have a responsibility around it. Mm-hmm. And if I can teach or inspire people, and that's what I do through my podcast or talks or writings, if I can inspire other people to see themselves as these like beautiful, not perfect works of art, everyone <laughs> perfectly is imperfect. perfectly imperfect works of art, it's, it's so fucking special. I mean, come on. <laughs> Be yourself. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, and it's, um, I think it's what you said. Each person has their own, their own backpack. Um, you're never going to have exactly the same story as anyone else because, and it's also what we talk, talk a lot. Me as a photographer, I always use that analogy, right? If you, we have this scene here, if you put 10 photographers in here, we're going to have 10 different perspectives because each one sees it differently. So as you said, like each one has a different backpack, a different story. You can have two people with the same, and that's for any kind of life, work, whatever, two people having exactly the same, I'll use job title, but they're completely different. Their way of of talking to people, expressing, um, showing up or not showing up. uh, If you're true to yourself. Unless you don't, you're not trying to be someone else. If you're trying to be someone, but even if you're trying if to be someone else, you're not, not going to be someone else because you don't have the knowledge that that person have. You don't have the background that that person has. But you're has. creating a void inside of yourself. Yeah, you're not occupying your space. Yeah, exactly. you're trying to occupy someone else, and then you're leaving your space void as a yeah. void. Yeah, and then you're not. You're leaving that hole, and someone else is not profiting from it because no one a black is profiting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. So it becomes like this black hole walking around Lost the street. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, and that's why I'm also, there's a thing in with, between artists, which is the competition or the being afraid of teaching other artists or things like that. And that's something I or also, collaborating. or collaborating and something I, I also learned to kind of doesn't exist in my reality right now, because even if I teach you everything that I know, everything, you're not me. Mm. And you're never going to be. And that's not, it doesn't mean that I'm better than you. No, it's just I'm me and you're you. And that's great. Let's just be me and you. And exactly. let's collaborate and do something cool. I don't know. Exactly. No, it's, it's exactly that. Um, well, a lot, a lot of information to, to soak in. <laughs> um, just briefly, like, talked a lot about how you came to this moment your story, um, what has been happening a little bit in the last few months that you've been going again through this change. Um, what what is the next? What are the next projects, or what is like what what's coming up next? Do you have an idea, or are you just kind of seeing what comes? <laughs> My life is pretty intense, but um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a difficult question knowing where you're at. But just kind of to give a bit of a future we have a lot of a past and present view yeah. let's put it that way a little bit of a future view into the conversation i think right now if i say really present today i am i'm really learning to occupy this space of my and i understood as i said that everything that i do comes from the same place and it, it's always this analogy of the diving right so my art my voice and everything so right now the beginning of this year i connected everything and i saw the matrix 
right? <laughs> Something like that. So I'm seeing the matrix and I'm still learning how to navigate it. It's a learning process. Uh, but I have in a pipeline, I, I would really love this year to grow the podcast even more. Uh, it's in Portuguese, so I'm sorry if you're not Portuguese speaking. Maybe you can learn so you can listen to me and to my, <laughs> <laughs> and to my talks. Here goes people. the motivation to learn Portuguese. Let's learn Portuguese. Uh, how is it called that? Duolingo. Duolingo. Portuguese for dummies. <laughs> Very easy. <laughs> I would like to grow my podcast. I have this, I see myself giving more talks. I would really, I really dream of having like doing a TED talk or, or really inspiring people to get out of their comfort zones and really pursuing who they are and their passions and really doing, living that art. Occupying their space. Occupying their space. So I have this big motivation right now. And that comes through all my expressions of art. So I also, 10 years ago, I said, okay, I'm an artist. Now I'm like, I'm a plural artist. I'm writing, I'm speaking, I'm expressing, I'm putting myself out there as a human being also. Um, and not, I think, a, lot, a long time, I also kind of hid behind my work. Like, um, I used art as this, like... Wall, wall. Like, hi, this is my art, and I'm an artist behind it. Hi, like it really mm. kind of. And now I'm putting myself as a work of art, really. Mm. So I think there's a lot of projects and on my pipeline, like bring the podcast, doing more talks, inspiring people, uh, provoking people, really uh, using communication. I developed my communication skills in the past years too, and I would really like to finish writing my book. So if you're looking for a speaker oh hello you know. <laughs> I speak Portuguese English German um, French, a bit yeah. of French but doing yeah. a talk in French really complicated. <laughs> I need to train a bit but it's not impossible I can do that so and uh, she's currently a nomad so she's very flexible to live to, to travel all over yeah. the world and we have technology which works in our favor too so Just, yeah. going on on that if people do want to connect with you how can they connect with you if they want to call you for their talk for maybe someone from the TED talk someone yes. yeah. see I'm a good talker guys I think I, I hope I have inspired you somehow through this podcast but um, yeah you can find me uh, on LinkedIn as Mike leave it maybe in the yeah, description the of the packet, podcast uh, on LinkedIn on uh, Instagram which is in Portuguese but I mean you can write to me in any language and I'll figure it out um, Google Translate, <laughs> Google Translate. <laughs> technology is amazing for that um, so Instagram I'm by Kaju with the K which is by B-Y-K-A-J-U um, I'll leave the links yes as well. the links as well I have a website where you can get to know my art uh, I have the podcast which is also in Portuguese but Mergulhe in Si which is Dive Into Yourself uh, and I mean you can just ask Maya yeah. really awesome <laughs> yeah I can also be a channel of communication <laughs> but I'll definitely leave all the links here on the show notes uh, so people can connect with you in whatever language and if you come to São Paulo Karina is well I, we don't know until when where yeah, she, but yeah but I I, I'll, be... I'll leave the links and you just connect digitally and then you see where she is I have Valley. a friend I have a friend who asked me recently uh, so where are you living and I'm like nowhere and everywhere how powerful is that <laughs> That's a good one. So, yeah. I'm so, happy to help. I'm always a very open to talk and to just exchange. Exchange. Collaborate. Yeah, cool. Uh, just now, the last question, um, just to finish off, if you could give one advice, one only, to your younger self, what would it be? It could be the one 10 years ago. It could be the one 20 years ago. It could be to a baby you. It could be two months ago. Anything. Uh, it could be any version of you. I would say two things. I said one, but okay. <laughs> Go for but two they're combined. <laughs> I mean, trust yourself. Trust your gut. Trust your heart. Your heart has all the answers. And just turn this beautiful fuck whatever people think. Trust yourself. Go with your voice. Go. Cool. You heard Kalina. That was the end of it. <laughs> Fuck everything and trust yourself. That was the conclusion of this. How long was it? Maybe one hour or yeah, one hour talk. So thank you. I'll put all her links in the show notes. If you want to give a last message to the public. 
trust yourself <laughs> and fuck the world. Okay, thank no, you. Be, be this constant, what is it? Uh, these days. Uh, what? Be the light. Be your constant be light. Be your constant line and, and really just don't be afraid of occupying your space, I would say. And uh, by that, I also say thank you, Maya, for this space. To let me occupy this space tonight or wherever you're listening to this. Uh, you can also tell Maya or me where you are listening to this <laughs> podcast. Um, and thank you so much for inviting me. The last phrase, how was it? Find your lane. Swim your race. Swim your race. Okay. Cool. Thank you. See you around. See you around. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I feel definitely very energized after this talk filled with information, insights, uh, philosophy, perspectives, a lot of different things. But I hope this gave you a little bit of an insight of what it is to be an artist and all of the challenges that come with it. And also have a little bit of a glimpse of how Kaju, that's Kalina's artistic name, um, how she lives, her lifestyle, and have a little bit of a of glimpse into that. And I'm excited for next week as well, which is going to be the episode with my other sister to complete this mini-series of the life of my sisters. So stay tuned. Uh, we're going to see each other next week around here again. And if you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to rate it five star, share it with friends, and we'll see each other around. I wish you a wonderful end of the week and stay tuned. <laughs>